Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Idols live at Cardiff Arena. Now, this show so far has seemed a bit ill-fated. First of all, it was cancelled due to the pandemic. And then, as the truck arrived, the decision was made to pull the show yet again because of Storm Eunice, as it was deemed a danger to life. So these guys have been very unfortunate, but today they're in. Today the show has been built. It was built before I even got here. It's only a small show. It's two trucks and a half. And when I say two trucks and a half, that's because the third truck is only a 25 footer as opposed to a 40 foot truck. So let's take a look at their stage. Right, so up in the air, you have two trusses that span the length of the stage. So you got you got LX1 and LX2 that run parallel to each other, but are tilted. So LX1 is further up in the air than LX2. And they are both connected by two smaller trusses, which are full of LED pars. And then stage left and stage right, behind the behind the line arrays, you have a further set of trusses spanning the short edges of the stage, with yet again more LED pars. Now LX3 is actually a truss that is above head height, but on stands, and that's right at the back of the stage just behind the drummer. Yet again, that is full of LED PAR units. So a nice, simple setup, And it's gonna look impactful. I really do believe it will look very impactful. On the uh, floor of the stage, you have a an array of LED strobe units, which can also double up as LED floods and LED washers, and can uh, tilt. They can't pan, but they can tilt. So they can completely cover the upstage or even go out into the audiences. Yet again, very good, simple but effective technology. Also stage left and stage right you have some LED booms which are going to give a nice little bit of a nice little bit of side lighting. And yet again, these are in columns and have individual cells. I believe that with this simple setup, they've gone with the old school lighting techniques with modern equipment. So when I say that, it's gonna look like a 80s, a late 80s, early 90s rock show. And you can hear them uh, testing the microphones on the drum kit right as we speak. <laughs> right, so sound wise, stage left and stage right, you've got your main line array. It's at full height and they are too wide. They are 10 deep, no sorry they are 12 deep and you also have the smaller line arrays a little bit further back pointing 45 degrees outwards to give the surround sound effect. In front of the stage you have four giant sub boxes in front of the stage in the middle. Nicely evenly split apart and that's looking like one and a half meters gap between each unit. So it's going to sound pretty meaty but not over the top for this kind of rig. Yet again they're keeping it simple and effective. The mixer is done 
It's got Mojo at the front, but it's got the uh, standard bike rack barriers, cable tied together and double skinned on the sides and back because I don't expect it to be a very, very lively and brutal set of mosh pits. Even though it's a bit calmer, the double skinning of the bike rack barriers will give it more stability, so uh, less chance of it tipping. Other than that, they are currently setting up the band. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle and the links for all these books are in the description below. And we're back, so Idols, stylized as Idols, are a British-Irish rock band formed in Bristol in 2009. The band consists of Jay Tolbert on vocals, Mark Barron on guitar, Lee Kernan on guitar, Adam Devonshire on the bass and John Beavis on drums. The debut album is called Brutalism and was released in 2017 to critical acclaim. As was their second album, Joy as an Act of Resistance in 2018. Their third album, Ultra Mono, was released on the 25th of September 2020. The band released their fourth album, Crawler, on the 12th of November 2021. The band's music has been associated with punk rock and related genres including post-punk, hardcore punk and post-hardcore. Singer Jay Tolbert, however, rejects the punk label. In 2017, he was quoted as saying, We're not a post-punk band. I guess we have that motoric engine-like drive in the rhythm section that some post-punk bands have, but we have plenty of songs that aren't like that. At a 2018 concert in Manchester, he said, For the last time, we're not a fucking punk band. You have a couple of former members of the band. Andy Stewart was used to be on the rhythm guitar and backing vocals, between 2009-2015 and John Harper was on drums from 2009 to 2011 so both before they made it big. Right so let's take a look at their accolades. In 2018 for the Cure Awards they were nominated for Best Breakthrough Act and won it and they were nominated for Best Album for their album Joy as an Act of Resistance but didn't win and they also got nominated for the same album in the same category for the Mercury Prize and yet again they didn't win it but and they were nominated. In 2019 
They got nominated for a Brit Award, the Best British Breakthrough Act, but they didn't win. They got a Kerrang Award for Best British Breakthrough and won. And they also got nominated for the Best Live Act by Libera Awards and won it. And for the NME Awards, they got nominated for both Best British Band and Best Band in the World, but didn't win. In 2020, at the UK Music Video Awards, they got nominated for Best Rock Video in the UK and won it. They got nominated for the Best Cinematography in a Video and Best Editing in a Video, but, I, but never won it. And that was for the song War. In 2021, at the Libera Awards, they were nominated for Best Punk Record and Best Creative Packaging and won the Best Punk Award but didn't win in the Best Creative Packaging for Ultra Mono. So, a nice little bit of info on the on Idols and I'm looking forward to hearing their sound because, yet again, me being an old fuddy-duddy, I haven't heard them before. I may have heard one or two of their songs if they got Ray J play but uh, for now, if I have, it has eluded me. We'll be back after this. A tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate. In this podcast, there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic. Be warned that this podcast contains strong, offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear. In addition, this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences. The links for this is in the description below. And we're back. So, supporting idols is Adwaif. And Adwaif translates to reaction. Now, obviously, I've butchered this because I'm English and I cannot read Welsh. And that's a bit difficult living in Wales, I know. But I don't know the rules and how to pronounce certain things. So, I'm sorry if I've offended anyone that speaks Welsh. So, Adwaith are a Welsh language indie rock group from Carmarthen in West Wales, formed in 2015. The group currently consists of, of Holly Singer on vocals and guitar, Gwellyn Anthony on bass, keys and mandolin, and Head Owen on drums. The band assigned to Libertino Records. Adwaif are supporters of Welsh independence. They told Yes is More, Britain are relying on Westminster and England too much. People from Scotland and Wales are quickly starting to realise that independence is a great option. We need a leader who puts Wales first and has a genuine care for the culture and language. Now they are right in certain aspects but I really don't want to touch the politics on this for me being English and I have got the opposing view that we shouldn't break up Great Britain because unfortunately if you were it would have to be in a couple of generations time especially after the pandemic where there just isn't the natural financial wealth to run the country independently it just doesn't exist but we're not i'm not going to touch any more on the politics perhaps they are right in the future but now absolutely not anyways they've only got the one album called mail in 
and of and that's on the label Libertino Records. They got a selection of singles and as they are a Welsh language band it would sound absolutely abhorrent of me trying to pronounce this and I don't want to risk offending anyone. I really don't. And I just don't know the rules on how to pronounce certain words. Well, all Welsh words. I just I just don't know and I don't want to insult people. Now, maybe one day they'll be able to tell me how it's pronounced and maybe just maybe if they're listening to this uh, podcast that they can help me out here on this one because at the end of the day we are in the live entertainment industry and I live in Wales and I would like to see more natural homegrown talent and be able to report on the natural homegrown talent even though I can't understand the language we still need to get that out there because at the end of the day there's a lost heritage which is only just having a resurgence it's taken close to 20 years of getting people to relearn the language that that is now starting to break through and i want to be able to show the world that there is definitely a cultural significance to the welsh language we'll be back after this the name's vert Percival Reginald Vert and I run the PR Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the police will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. Percival Vert is no hero. He is a low-life scumbag and the full embodiment of how not to be a man. He cheats his way into getting work, he objectifies women and is quite a disgusting human being, if you can even call him that. Gumshoe is intended to poke fun at everyone that takes life too seriously and directly towel whips the modern day Puritans in the balls because they have forgotten the fact that when something isn't funny in real life, it's probably hilarious in the land of fiction. Come and listen to Gumshoe every Wednesday. The links are in the description below. And we're back. So, Adwaif. Ten minutes prior to the start of the show, the production team flooded the stage with smoke. I mean, when I say flooded, I mean it was uh, thick enough you couldn't see anything within this dense cloud of smoke. As though you were in a room full of uh, smoke from a fire. That was how dense it was. And I was hoping, I was absolutely hoping that there would be a really good lighting effect when they came out. You know, that much smoke, they definitely should have been doing something. And I was, and I had some high hopes for that, I really did. Then the girls from Adwip walked out and they're all in white matching outfits. Although there was a little stumble about the about when they got on because they didn't start straight away. It's as though they were unsure of the procedure, as though they've not done that many live performances, which for a starting out band is more more than likely and and more the case. And just before they were about to start, you had some idiot booing them uh, before they even even played a note on their instruments, which was a shame because. You don't want that. You don't want to hear that, especially when you know that the support band is 
a relatively new support band with not that much stage experience within a massive arena. But when they started off, they were it was they were playing really good actually. Although getting back to this lighting effect that I was that I was waiting on and I was expecting, it just didn't happen. They had the LED backlight from LX2 and that was it. Well, no, there was the uh, downstage LED upright buttons and that's all they had. And for most of their set, it was the same lighting state until they decided to change color towards the end and they went from red and orange to blue and Congo blue. So not much. There wasn't any face light until they got in the line of fire of the upright LED buttons which were downstage. And that was the only light that they had. The lighting effect that they had kind of definitely, well, their costumes worked with uh, the lighting effects, which I think they did on purpose, knowing full well that they ain't gonna have that much light whatsoever. So they thought, okay, what's gonna reflect as much light to make us more visible? White costumes. So it worked. In that respect, it worked. Now, I was actually surprised that there wasn't that much patter because they decided they're going to cram in as many songs as they physically could within their 30 minute set. So there was no patter between the first song and second song. They just segued straight into it and got going. And then after the second song finished, they then introduced themselves in English and the rest of their patter was in Welsh, which is understandable because they're a Welsh speaking band. That's what you have to understand. That's why they were there. They were there to promote themselves as a Welsh-speaking band. And it was good. It was good to hear something different like that. So, what do I think about Adwaif? Well, for me, it felt like they were definitely grunge. They had definitely got the late 90s grunge feel about them. Possibly more closer to early 90s. Yeah, I'd say more early 90s grunge. That's how it felt to me. And I like that style. I really did. I don't know if they would. Um, I don't know if they would actually identify themselves as the as having a grunge feel. They might call it something different. But for me, it felt like early grunge. Now, do I enjoy listening to songs that I don't understand the lyrics to? Yes, you bet your ass I do. I love listening to Norwegian music. I love listening to Korean music, Japanese music, and. To be honest, this is the first time I heard a Welsh-speaking band, and I was actually pretty impressed with them. The girls, they could sing. They could definitely play their instruments. And the only downside for me was the fact that I couldn't understand it, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it, because I did enjoy their set. Sound-wise from their set, though, I was a bit disappointed with the mix. I know it's. I know what you're saying. Well, it's the sound of the grunge. That's what... That's what you're uh, listening out for, and that's what—that's the kind of style that they're going for with the sound. Yes, I agree with that, but unfortunately for me, it felt like the sound engineer just full—I just confused grunge with a mess. It was just there was not there was no clarity in it, and I've heard people mix grunge and make it sound like grunge, but be very clear and. The other thing that I noticed within the mix, the drums were well above the level of the guitars and the vocals. You heard more drum than anything else. And from not hearing their music on CD, well I say CD, on download now, 
or even on YouTube, which I'm going to have a look at at some point. Yeah, I've not heard their source material, so I don't know if it's a deliberate thing about putting the drums louder, but for me, I personally wouldn't have had the drums above the vocals, nor would I have it above the guitar or the bass guitar. I'd have it more balanced, and it would still sound grungy. But swings and roundabouts, swings and roundabouts. Sticking with the sound, it's just a pity. It is such a pity because I, th I actually thought that they played really well. And they definitely deserved that 22 carat sound clarity. They just didn't get it. And it impacted their performance. You could hear that it impacted their performance. And it's just a shame. It was just a shame. With a bit of luck next time, if I come across them in the future, that they would probably have a better sound engineer. Although I don't like to slate other people's work. I really don't. But come on. Drums above everything else. No clarity. It wasn't even nine carat clarity. It's just, there just was none. It was just more like a wall of mashed up sound, in my honest opinion. And as I said, it's not fair on the band. So by the end of their set, the arena was 60% full and 30 minutes until Idols started. And what reception did they get? They had a really great reception actually. You couldn't fall for it. For the amount of uh, cheering they got, it was pretty loud for the amount of uh, people that were in the arena. It was it definitely balanced out with the amount of people in there. They were definitely well received, that I'm sure. And I just hope that they got some more exposure out of this because they definitely deserved more exposure in my opinion. And to be perfectly honest, I do feel that that Adwave definitely have longevity within uh, the music industry and fingers crossed that they can break into mainstream music as well and still stay Welsh speaking and without my crystal ball we will never know but I do hope so we'll be back after this 30 years since is a sci-fi story podcast which is full of dramatical moments and a bit of gratuitous violence the first series was originally done in first person so it, the character is just telling a monologue and then the second series and onwards became more third person so it was more of an in-depth story and uh, you have all the characters actually interacting with each other. Great set of sci-fi stories. So 30 years after an alien invasion which uh, the humans lost and the first story arc is now over though we've got plenty more story arcs left to tell from the land of 30 years since so why not check it out the links are in the description below and we're back so just before uh, we get started with idols there's a change of the sound in the uh, in this podcast because it's the next day and I'm sat in the car at the moment because I ran out of time with with the strike of yesterday's show. So I'm here now and I'm sat in the car, so it's more self-contained. Anyways, so Idols walked out to a massive round of applause. The lights went down and LX3, which was the uh, lighting bar that was uh, just above head height. Um, it had its LED uh, strip flashing in time to the bass rift that they started off with. 
then along with some floor LED uh, floods which are strobing and as the vocals started the side LED booms they were added and uh, and then when the main beat dropped you had circle pit after circle pit after circle pit just by the mojo you had about four even five possible uh, circle pits open up as that beat dropped and everyone just went mental it's a good start to a show i have to say you know getting everyone circle pit in uh, as that first song started it was good it's good to see as the beat dropped and the vocals kicked in and the circle pits were going blazing and lights carried on strobing incredibly immensely it was it was good to see really good to see now throughout the whole show the lighting wasn't spectacular but then again this is punk and they've gone for the old school punk look which is uh, no face light dirty lighting and when i say dirty lighting no face light nothing clean and crisp they just went for flashing trash and dark lighting states and with a little bit of face light here and there but no follow spots no distinctive face lighting and it looked pretty old school and very punky even though idols are not punk <laughs> and you're gonna hear that comment a few times tonight musically they played their instruments very well and as a band along with the lead vocalists they were really tight i mean well rehearsed and really tight as a band it worked really well to be honest and i have to say the lead vocalist really couldn't sing but then again that's punk even though idols are not punk but it's also easy to understand why people would actually assume that they are punk even though they are not punk just the tone it's the tone of everything to be honest that's what confuses people about thinking that idols are punk because they're not punk now the idols they're f they were full of energy and you have to give them credit because they were completely animated throughout they didn't stop they didn't take a break they didn't slow down they were constantly constantly going bouncing up and down going all mental with uh, their vocals running uh, up and down the stage doing what they felt now sound wise with their pa configuration i was expecting the show to be completely close to its to the legal threshold and you know say decibel wise on the c rating but surprisingly enough i only clipped 121 decibels on the c rating which is the top end of normal nothing to cause concern about although it did sound loud and how did they achieve this well what they did was they kept everything very top endy rather than bassy and that's what gave the uh, extra loudness even though they've not breached any decibel issues and yet again that's a very punk thing to do even though idols are not punk the one drawback to this style of sound mix is you're not going to get the clarity there wasn't a 22 carat clarity sound mix you just can't get it to achieve what they did sound wise it was good in that respect because they did what they set out to do they wanted a nice punky old school sound mix which was loud but not illegal and as i said very punky even though idols are not punk although even though the sound wasn't 22 carats clarity it was definitely within a gold standard it just wasn't a high carat 
of standard. It was more like nine carat, but it was deliberately done that way. It didn't sound terrible. You could hear everything, but there was not a distinct clarity between every instrument and the vocalist. But yet again, that was all on purpose because it's such a punk thing to do, even though idols are not punk. Now, how did the audience receive idols? God damn it, they loved it. I mean, they really, really loved it. They were cheering to high heaven after every song. Every time the band directly directly yeah, spoke to the audience, there's cheers and screams. And at one point, before the second song started, they, the idols, they got the audience to split into two and leave a line down the middle of the arena, going from the front of the pit down to the mixer. And, and they commanded the crowd, as soon as the song to start, to go and clash in the middle. And it was definitely a biblical style parting, like the Red Sea was parted by Moses. So was this arena floor, completely parted in the middle. And then on his command, bam, it was like the clash of the Titans on steroids as they all clashed in, ready for a Braveheart style battle. It wasn't a Braveheart style battle, no. It was one of the biggest moshes I've ever seen in this arena. And it was fun to watch them go at it. It was definitely fun to see that happen. Throughout the show, there was plenty. And, uh, and when I say plenty, there was a lot. There was a serious amount of crowd surfing because they were enjoying the show that much. Now you're not supposed to crowd surf in a modern venue because of insurance. They don't like it, but there's not much you can do if people do start to crowd surf. Just as just all you have to do is wait for security to grab them, to stop them being uh, thrown into the pit, and then they get escorted out. Although right at the very end on the encore. Well, there wasn't really an encore, it was the last uh, song. You had uh, a member of the audience, he crowd surfed his way into the pit, and then rather than security getting hold of him, he uh, pretended to be uh, got hold of, and then when security wasn't, wasn't looking at him as he was getting escorted out, his arm slipped out of uh, the security guard's, guard's hand, and he ran up the bass bins in front of the stage because they were laid out in a configuration where they were like stepping stones. So this guy ran up the stepping stone apps and onto the stage. And there was a bit of a tussle between security as he, uh, as he approached the uh, wings. And uh, he, slipped, he slipped them again. That was down to the promoter saying, just leave him, just leave him. So he was left on the stage until it was time for him to leave the stage. So he left the stage thinking he can uh, go backstage, which he couldn't do because he didn't have a pass and security grabbed him there and ejected him from the building. A little bit, a little tip for uh, people that go to a gig, never try and get on the stage because it doesn't matter what time, of what time it is during the show, unless you're invited and there's a security brief to say that people are allowed to go on the stage so they've got the appropriate security. Don't ever try and get onto the stage because if you make it onto the stage, you are getting ejected regardless of what show it is, who it is. And the reason for it is 
in case someone's got in with any form of weapon or even if they manage to acquire something that it could be used as a weapon then the band could be a target it's been done before in the past not at our arena but people being get people getting up on the stage and assaulting the members of the band that is why if you get on that stage you're getting ejected straight away that's just that's just a given just a given now it was a really brilliant show did i enjoy the show it wasn't my kind of thing yeah i do like bit of punk here and there i do like heavy metal i do like a lot of stuff that is similar but for me i don't know you just had to be an idols fan would i uh, go out of my way to see a band like the idols now i know what they're like Nah, I, I personally wouldn't. But then again, a lot of people would. Music is subjective. And I'm not saying that they were terrible because to me, they weren't terrible. It just wasn't my thing. Now I can understand why people liked them and I can understand why they got a following because they have got a real good old school kind of punk sound going even though idols are not punk. And... Uh, and they really, really enjoyed being up on the stage. And everyone that was in the arena who paid to see them enjoyed the show. They really did. So if you're an Idols fan, it was definitely value for money. If you're just randomly picking a concert just to see what they're like, you might not have liked it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more of our content? And you can find all of our content either on either on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Spotify, or even on our website, which is www.masterxmedia.info. And we will catch you next time. Bye for now.